Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joined now by Chris Harrington. Chris, what's this number? It's a Tulsa telephone book by the late, great Tom T. Hall. From his classic album, In Search of a Song. For our visitors from Oklahoma, I would have done an Oklahoma City song, yeah, but there are none. There are none. There, if there's a, if there's a song about Oklahoma none. City, I don't. I've never heard it. There's a few Tulsa songs, but no there's one's some ever Tulsa written, songs. But there's never been an. Oklahoma I don't think anyone's City ever written song. a song about Oklahoma City ever. How about Oklahoma, the state writ large? Yeah, there's some Oklahoma. There's some general there's Oklahoma, Oklahoma songs. I can you know, know. Oklahoma Hills by Jack Guthrie, Woody's brother, some stuff like that, Dust Bowl kind of stuff. But Oklahoma City, as far as I know, nothing. Uh, have you had much experience in Oklahoma? You've been to Almost Oklahoma? Almost none. I, have you been to the games there? No. Never? No. Um, I, um, when we did our um, National Parks road trip last year, the year, but whenever, mm-hmm. um, we stopped in Oklahoma City and like got ice cream like in, in, in that Bricktown area, and right. then got back in the car and kept going. That's my, the extent of my Oklahoma City experience. Uh, all right. Um, I saw that you were um, contemplating the end of Twitter last night. Yeah. If Twitter ended, if it, like, who knows what's going to happen with Twitter. It doesn't feel like it's going to end. I, I think, I think it, even if it, like, got disrupted, it would come back. Exactly. Well, yeah. he, he just bought the damn thing. He doesn't right. want to turn it into just dust, right? right? So presumably it will exist in some form. Uh you like and use and enjoy Twitter, don't you? Yeah, generally speaking, I, 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 you know, to me, it's 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 basically my news feed. Right, that's it, what it is for me. It's it, how I hear about things. It's my news feed with 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 jokes and and basketball highlights and right. you know occasionally some you know, brief interactions with people about you know subjects of mutual interest. Yeah, um, I mean, I do think like we can p- people can criticize it as a sewer or whatever else, but fundamentally, there, there are a lot of people who, if it did go away, would miss it. Um, and I'm sure something else would pop up. The problem is you need, you need everyone to be, who's on Twitter, not everyone, you need a large critical mass of people to be at the new place, whatever the new place right, would be. Right, right, yeah. Is there any other place that you would have well, contemplated as a I new place? no idea. I mean, people talk about this Mastodon thing, and I, and I barely even know what that is. And right. so, like... You know, I, I I am not an early adopter of anything technological, like ever. Huh. And so, like you know, I, I'll um. You'll go where the people go. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, I feel I, I feel kind of the same way. You've written a uh, a piece about you you've you've finished your series about coffee shops, which we'll get to in a minute. But we do have the Oklahoma City Thunder in town, and they're better. 
Like they're not. They, they, yeah. they're, they're they're better, and a lot of that is Shea Gillis Alexander. But they got a bunch of interesting young pieces on this team. Are you? What do you? What do I you think? A lot of it, Shea. I think a lot of it is Shea. Really. Yeah. Uh, you know, Giddy is an interesting young piece, and, and Chad Holmgren, who's not playing this season. But that roster, I don't. I didn't think. I still don't think is that good. Other than like those top guys, but Shea is playing at an MVP level this season. Um, he is. He, it's he's sort of coming up quick on the outside. Um, you know, when you think about a couple of weeks ago, I would have said, you know, people are saying Desmond Bain's going to be an all star, but have you seen what Shea's doing? And now I would say, you know, he's probably if as of today, I mean, he's past John Morant relative to like MVP rankings or right. All NBA rankings stuff like that. Um, and so he's having a mammoth season so far. There that, are various that team, people I, who theorize that they will have to trade him because his timeline isn't the same. He's only what twenty three years old, twenty four yeah, years no, old. Yeah, no, I don't. Like, I don't. You I got mean, Josh Giddy on that team. Pokasevsky, is that his name? Is that the other? Is the center? Is yeah, that, yeah. Poku. I mean, there have been people who theorize that they that they might trade him. I don't think that's different from that they, they would have, have to, to trade, trade him, him, right? And so you know, there that's certainly been a theory that they were so committed to, to the tank and to the long term that maybe they would. But I think now it's hard. It's hard to see that, and I think they're set up, you know, going into next season when they get Holmgren back. I still don't think that team. I don't think that roster is good. The bottom half of that roster, maybe the bottom two thirds of that roster, <laughs> I, I don't think is good. And so I don't think that this is going to keep up, both, you know, relative to to their level of play, which is still under five hundred. And so I think they'll settle back in. But they're sort of there with Utah and Indiana in. We thought they were going to be, you know, one of these tanking Wretched, teams near the bottom, and and now it's gonna it's just going to take too much effort for for them to get all the way down there. They uh, they turn you over, right? I think they're good defensively. They run, uh, and Shea Gillis Alexander is awesome. So there, yeah, you go. he he's leading. I I haven't committed the the team stuff to a lot of study, um, but he's he's I think fifth or sixth in the NBA in scoring right now. He's leading guards. He's third in paint points behind Giannis and Zion. Um, he's leading guards in paint points, which is what John Rant led the NBA in paint points per game last season. And so I, I think it's interesting, you know, getting back from big picture OKC to just like the game tonight right. in Memphis, I think it's a really interesting matchup. I think on one hand you have this potential forward for a John Morant, Shea Gillis-Alexander right. duel. Right. These two guards who are the, the two most prolific paint scoring guards in the league and who do it in somewhat similar ways but different ways. They're both very – they both have – this incredible body control and, and ability to navigate around defenders. Ja is more explosive to the rim. Um, Shea is, is a different kind of shifty, and he's bigger. But then beyond just those two guys and the potential for a duel, I think when Oklahoma City has the ball, you know, Shea, Shea is, I think, and I tweeted this, now I don't remember the numbers, but he's like near the top of the league in in isolation. You know, he, he, John Brant's a pick-and-roll player. Shea like isos. Isos against the defender and attacks the rim. And so he's among the top in the league in isolation plays and among the top in paint scoring. Well, you got Dylan Brooks, who's an isolation-oriented defensive right. player. He's a one-on-one defensive player. You got John, Jaron Jackson back as you know one of the league's top shot blockers. And so Shea attacking a Dylan, Dylan Brooks, you know, Jaron Jackson layer defense. I think is interesting, interesting to see. Uh, you imagine we'll have up to twenty-five minutes of Jaron Jackson Jr. again. I suspect probably limited. I assume whatever it right. was, you know, it was in the last game. I think it was twenty. Well, that's what he yeah. played. I don't yeah. know what what they oh, limit they had set him at, right. but what I don't, I can't imagine. You know, whatever their specifications are, that that's changed. 
Uh, all right. The um, John Hollinger had a piece up today at The Athletic where he was talking about the Nets and in particular uh, what might, whether KD, Kyrie, where they might land, if they might be traded, all of that. Uh, and the Grizzlies were mentioned um, in two contexts. One, if KD is traded, uh, he said four teams that sort of had sniffed around before were Memphis, Phoenix, Toronto, Boston. And then he said, however, if Bain, Bridges, Scotty Barnes, and Jalen Brown are off the table, those teams become considerably less interesting, was right. the word that he used. And wouldn't you presume, well, certainly if in Memphis, Bain would be, wouldn't you presume at this point, like, they, I, I don't yeah. know, they were off the table, right? Probably, yeah. I, I think Jaron is the interesting question there because positionally there's overlap um, with, with Jaron and Durant, and in terms of contract match, you get the contract there. And so to me that becomes the interesting question. You know, if you could do a deal where it's just it's Dylan Brooks, and, you know, you're losing a lot of defense with Dylan, but if it's Dylan, Tyus, Danny Green to match contracts and then you throw all the draft picks or maybe Zaire, like – that's one kind of deal. Are you having to put Jaron in it? It becomes a separate conversation. Bain is probably not in the conversation. If you put Jane, if you put Jaron and Dylan in, it, good luck stopping anyone. That, that, yeah, that's exactly good, right. Like if it's, yeah. That's a good point. If it's Jaron and Dylan, you just got to outscore everybody. Which guess what? If you have Kevin Durant, John Morant, and Desmond Bain, you might just right. outscore everybody. But it is it becomes an extremely offensive oriented team at that point. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was interesting. He he then uh, just. To, do any of those other teams intrigue you? And then the other one he mentioned that sort of came up was New Orleans. Um, who were the other teams? Toronto, Phoenix, and who else? Phoenix, Toronto, and Boston. Uh, and that, there he said Bridges, Barnes, and, and Jalen Brown. Are they going to be off the table? And then he mentioned a New Orleans. And uh, I and think he, Toronto probably makes the most sense just because of the depth that they have to trade. It, it's a matter of whether Kevin Durant, you know, is, wants you know, to go. Will was willing right, to, to go there. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans, he said you could put together a deal like uh, Dyson Daniels, Kira Lewis, their own first, not LA's first, or something like that. They, they have a lot. New Orleans is, is an abundance of. Th- throw Jonas players. in there because Jonas and Zion Williamson don't really play together. Right. So um, that's interesting. Would, would, would KD and Zion, like, but anyway. Uh, okay, then the other one he mentioned that within connection with the Grizzlies was Seth Curry. Um, and would Seth, what he talked about there, this was only glancingly, he's just, for example, there was one right. sentence, a first, second round pick swap, like the Grizzlies, you know. Send a first, get a second. Yeah, exactly. And get Seth Curry. Does that intrigue you? For Danny Green. I have to look at Seth Curry's yes, contract. Right. Um, yeah, it, it would. <laughs> I, I think the one problem with that is like you have a lot of small guards already. So you're just adding another small guard and how these small guards play together. But the Grizzlies need offense. Um, off the bench. Uh, they need some offensive pop off the bench. That's a thing they're definitely lacking, and Seth Curry would give them that. And so, yeah, that's the, I, I, I certainly wouldn't rule that out. Um, if, if there are guards who can step right into your rotation to give you offensive pop that you don't have to give up major resources to get, that's something the Grizzlies should be interested in. When are we going to – when do players become eligible to be traded? The well, players who – Depends uh, on the uh, player. Yes, right. I mean, but I mean there's a lot a of players are eligible right but now. the ones who, yeah. Um, I I don't have that it's off the December. top of my head. Like December fifteenth, maybe it, it's going to vary. For there are different restrictions on different players for different reasons. All right. Uh, secondly, food. 
you, first of all, how did you end up in eating breakfast in Cordova? It must have been intentional because you live in Midtown. So well, you, this is one of the coffee shops. Okay, so you're out there doing one Yeah, of the I was after shops. doing my coffee shop recovery. Now, let's but... discuss, let's talk about breakfast tacos first before okay. we get to the coffee shops. Where did you eat breakfast tacos? This is a Team Car Cafe is the name of the coffee shop, which is inside the Ladding Speed Shop, which is like a high-end bike shop in Cordova. And the, it, so, so they, they have the coffee. It's complicated. The coffee shop is in the front of the bike shop. And so outside, it just says Ladding Speed Shop, I think. But Team Car Cafe is the, the, the coffee shop inside the bike shop. It is right next door to El Mero Taco. And El Mero serves as the kitchen for the coffee shop. Like there's an interior door that's only for staff that goes back and forth between the coffee shop and El Mero. And so El Mero doesn't open till 11. Right. So El Mero doesn't serve breakfast inside El Mero. But, the El, but El Mero has a breakfast menu they prepare for the coffee shop. I and see. so that's how that works. So what would you get? What do they have? Um, they have all kinds of bre- breakfast tacos. And so it's, you know, it's scrambled egg based. And so you can get it with chicken or brisket or, or, or chorizo or breakfast sausage, potato. I got a potato one and I got a chorizo. So that's the main, the main menu is breakfast tacos. But they also have chilaquiles, which I, which I like, um, which is sort of a – uh, sort of a nacho. They they describe it right. as nacho like, but it's it's tortilla chips sort of cooked in 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 a salsa, so it sort of suffuses the chips with egg, and they have some other stuff, some avocado toast and grits and whatever. And you would you endorse it? Good. Yeah, I, I really like breakfast tacos. I like El Mero. I like the El Mero breakfast tacos. I I think is that the only El Mero? Is there one El Mero? And they have the truck, but that's oh, the only okay. physical location. Um, and yeah, breakfast tacos. As I mentioned in the in the write up. It's a really big Austin, Texas-oriented thing. And so when I used to go to Austin, Texas for the, for the um, South by Southwest Music Festival, you just eat breakfast tacos every day. That's what you do in Austin. And 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 at the time, that was, really wasn't a thing you could find in Memphis that I knew of. It's somewhat easier to find now, but still not that common. Right. And so. Uh, so you you had your. That's a cool, cool spot. Uh, as renowned cyclist that you are, you should check that place Team out. Team Car Cafe. It just yeah. is a weird name for a it coffee is a weird, shop. It, it like is it weird. would never occur to me that's a coffee shop. Well, I gather shop. I don't know bike. I don't know cycling culture that well. I gather the team car is like the car. You have a cycling oh, team like I Tour see, de France. It goes with you. That's so the car the that team goes. Team Car Cafe. Yeah, so there's right. an actual team car that is like above right. the bar. It's a Mercedes that's all tricked out with like I bike see. logos and stuff. When yeah. you're sitting in the coffee shop, are there bikers walking in and out? Like cyclists? Yeah. Or people yeah. Just- and there's like, you know, I'm looking around and it's like, you know, there's bikes. I look at a tag. I'm like, whoa. And it says like, don't touch <laughs> the bike. And, you know. It says don't touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like $12,000 <laughs> bicycles. I didn't know such things existed, but there we go. Uh, okay. So then you've, you've did the third part. First part was you did a downtown coffee shop review and then a midtown. Yeah. And now this is sort of everywhere else. Yeah. East Memphis and Beyond, I, I, that's what I put on there. I don't know if we changed that, but it's it's beyond downtown and midtown. So East Memphis and all the suburbs and everything like that. And these are really, you would call them in the days of newspaper, clip and save, because right. this is very a very useful guide. I hope it's no that, matter it, where it you is are. evergreen content, we it, say now. It feels evergreen content. Um, uh, how many coffee shops... Like if you have you increased your coffee consumption during this? Oh yeah, yeah. I got I got to scale back now. I, I'm I plan to scale back the rest of the year. Um, what, what was nice about it? I'm already a coffee shop creature. I bounce right. around. To, to, I I do most of my work in third spaces, not at home or at the office. Um, and so coffee shops or environments like Crosstown Concourse, where you can get a coffee and go sit somewhere else in the building. That's where I do most of my writing and most of my work. 
the nice thing about this is that I visited lots of places I'd never been to before and got out of my normal routine. And so now I visited, you know, pretty much every coffee shop. There's some debate about what's a coffee <laughs> right. shop and what's not, you know. So there's some places. There's, there are a few I thought places. You, that you included the Levy, which is an ice cream shop. That's probably the the that's Least probably the diciest that I did. I, I frankly, I don't know if that should even be in there, but I visited it. It was a very easy write up, and so I went ahead right. and put it in. Um, there are probably a few places that are not in these guides that could have a better case than Levy, but but there are some places that are sort of on the margins, and some are in the guide, and some are not debatable piece by piece. But it, it, every, pretty much everything that's not debatable, I think you know. I, I All right, let do. me let me let me uh, Mississippi. Where'd you do in Mississippi? So I went to Coffee Central. You know, I, I, this is Memphis metro area, and so I didn't you know get beyond that. But I did North Mississippi suburbs are Memphis. Yeah, in that 100%. context. So I went to Coffee Central, which is in South Haven, which is actually like one or two doors down from Gary's wife's oh, store. Yeah, yeah. It's the same strip. And Ollie. Yeah. yeah. So it's right next to that. They have two locations. They have another one in Hernando, which is further away from Core Memphis. So I just mentioned that existed. I actually didn't go there. Um, but the one in South Haven is actually quite nice. I, I was I was quite impressed. Like it would be a special trip for me. So I don't see myself right. going back there unless I have a reason to be in, in South Haven, which I might from time to time. But if I had reasons, if I, if I lived in that area, worked you in that area, that or had reasons shop. to be there, I'd be there all the time. Uh, Collierville. What's in Collierville? So there are at least two. I mean, that Levy Creamery and Coffee Place right. is there, too. But the main coffee shops are Square Beans, which has been there for a long time. That's among the older independent coffee shops in Memphis at this point, right on the town square. That's cute. And then the more recent um, is uh, Carrington Oaks Coffee Shop, which is actually either has or will open a second location in Lakeland. I didn't do their second location. But the one in Kyerville is part of the Schilling Farms development. And that's a nice little spot. When, when I was in there, I only went there once. That's one of the places I only got to once. And then when I was there, I look up at Abigail Warren, our co-worker, walks was in. That's one, that's one of her regular spots. What's the one? There's a new couple. They, they had a truck, and they just opened it. We, we just did a separate story. Joe, I did that story, too. Oh, you did uh, that story, yeah, huh? which is today. JoJo's Espresso opened today. It opened this morning. Oh, really? It's been a, a, a coffee they call it a trailer. It wasn't like a self-driving truck. I think you had to you had to, to, to haul it in. But it's been this coffee cart that's mostly been parked in the lot at the Thornwood development in Germantown for the last couple of years. Sometimes they'll go other places. I've gone to Seattle before in your neighborhood. Uh -huh. But it's been a coffee cart, and they just opened a brick and mortar this morning. Um, and so I talked to Taylor Whitten. Uh, he and his wife Hannah. That's their 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 place. It opened this morning. It was before this morning, unless I missed something. It was the only. It is, as of today, the, the first or the only specialty, locally owned specialty coffee place in Germantown. They have Starbucks, but right. there were no other local spots. Um, and they, they, they have an interesting backstory. It's, it's, named, it's named after their son, who they lost. Their second son, uh, Josiah, um, had a, was born with a congenital heart defect I see. and died after seven weeks. And, and, and his, his brother, who was two at the time, called him JoJo in the hospital. And so JoJo's Espresso is named after the son that they lost. So uh, of, this, of this particular collection of shops, not the Midtown, not the East Memphis, where's the best food? Um, okay, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of Oh, oh, this collection. Okay, yeah, this collection. Well, I think the Almero combo there is is Unbeatable. is really strong. Yeah, in terms of food, most of these don't have a full kitchen. Actually, Coffee Central in South Haven is pretty good on food, um, but a lot of these don't have full kitchens. They have How about pastry, the pastry there menus? Work for three hours. Where do you like? Which which of these places? You know, a good camp spot is the Hub. Which is pretty close to here, and that's in that's in the High Point Church, out sort of the Ridgeway. Oh yeah, Loop that's the area. biggest one. Where that's is the it's, big, it's the big. It's basically a theater lobby. 
they turned into a coffee shop. And so it's got the most space, unless you count Crosstown Concourse, the entire building. It's got the most space of any coffee shop. Um, and, I mean, there you go there, it's it's, ton, it's always packed out with people who are, who are there working or they're reading really? or whatever. Yeah. Uh, on Highland, there's – are there a couple on Highland? Yeah, they, Bell, Bell Tower has a full kitchen um, there on Highland. A French truck, I guess, also does have a menu, but I don't really associate right. that with food. French truck just opened a second location there on the Highland Strip. And then Bell Tower, which I know you've been to, also is the Pottery Studio. And so they have a full kitchen, and their food's pretty good. And they're actually about to expand – I just mentioned this in passing because it's not really a coffee shop thing, but they're about to expand and open a wine bar at night in the same oh, really? same space. It's a nice space, as you point out. It doesn't have enough outlets. Yeah, yeah, it's that's one a little of the bit interesting of questions. Yeah, is come, it, yeah outlets. come charged up. Come charged up for that. You can read the piece at the Daily Memphian and uh, save them all. There's a three part series on coffee shops. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.